about why you should really plug into the book of Daniel and what's going on here. But um, for today, if you have a Bible with you, I want to invite you to turn to the book of Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1 is where we'll be this morning. Verses 3 through 7 is kind of what our aim is. So Colossians 1, 3 through 7. Um, if, if you've been here for any length of time, you know that uh, one of the things about your pastor uh, that I love is he's very creative with titles. I actually learned Latin by podcasting your act series. Um, and, and as he started Resident Aliens, he said, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to put a, assign a book title to every message. And I thought, let me see what I can do about this. Um, so I started playing with some ideas, and they really all failed. So to be transparent with you, I just want to share with you some of my failures. One was, okay, mere Christianity. If C.S. Lewis went to FC Cube, he would no longer just be a mere Christian, right? Mm-hmm. He would be a veteran Christian, not to fail. Uh, what about if you heard of the book called The Five Love Languages? Really, at FC Cube, there's one love language, and it's called sarcasm, right? Okay. <laughs> True story. Um, <laughs> saying, okay, there's a book that came out, 90 Minutes in Heaven, every FC Cube service. Do you see that I'm failing at this rather <laughs> demonstrably? Um, and I thought, well, you know, as a former youth pastor, one of the toolboxes of any youth pastor is the ability to take a, a very popular movie and turn it into a title. That's what we do. We read the Bible and we jack movie titles. That's how we do it in youth ministry. So I thought, okay, FCQ'd, helping people become less despicable me's. <laughs> That's about as good as a baseball player for the Yankees saying he didn't take, never mind, sorry. <laughs> so I thought, hmm. No Lone Rangers here, because if you go to FCQ, we will prevent you from watching movies like that one, right? (laughs) Title, and I've just defended the three people who liked the movie, so I apologize about that. Um, I'm not really good at at the book or movie title, but here's what I do know, okay? For four and a half years, I've gotten to be peripherally around this place and these people. Some of you I've known for four and a half years. Some of you I've just gotten to know today. But one thing I can tell you is this. You have a group of people in Pearland who pray for you, who watch what God is doing in and through you and marvel at it. Southway Community Church loves this place and these people. We love you guys. We are praying for you and with you. Consider me a a brother on the other side of town that just wants to come and share a little bit about what you're doing and how I marvel at, at who you are and who you are becoming. I want to ask you a question as we get started today. Is how could this area be changed this time next year through this group of people whom God is changing right now? Because the gospel is at work and is active in you. In fact, the four really key elements of who FCQ wants to be and, and is, is actually all embodied in, in the gospel. All of your core values are aspects of the gospel. If you're new to FCQ, you'll hear this. Uh, you've heard it even in the last couple of weeks. You accept unconditionally. There's no condition for coming in here. You're accepted as you are. You're a place where grace rules and reigns. You don't have to have it all together or even pretend to. You accept unconditionally. You, you actually trust God. You're people of faith. This is not just some mental exercise or just some thing you do because that's what we do as Houstonians. You serve selflessly. An army of love, right? 
and, and here's something that's really near and dear to my heart. You teach the next generation. There's no such thing in this place as a Holy Spirit junior. You have teenage study Bibles and little kid Bibles and the Jesus Precious Moments book Bible this. But the same Holy Spirit that has invaded the hearts of your leaders is the same one who can invade a seven-year-old. And is there any less potential for them than there is for you? Do not short-circuit God by saying they're just a kid. And you don't. You really believe there's no spirit junior. That's why do you, why do you think I'm so grateful for this place? Because we need more FCQs. We do. And, and, and well, I'm not really good at book titles. I'll also tell you this. The book on this church has not been written yet. You're actually writing it right now. And I'm excited to see at the end, how will the book turn? What navigations will you have in the chapters of your life together as a family of faith? All of your, all of your core values, all of the core of who you are, are aspects of the great gospel. The gospel is a lot more, it can be encapsulated in Jesus loves you, but the gospel is so much more deep and mysterious and full and rich. It's the grand story of God with you and I involved. The gospel starting with God as creator of all good and all knowing and all wise and all all reigning and all powerful. And he creates everything and you and I being the crown jewels of God's creation. Why did God make you? Two main reasons. Loving relationship. Read Genesis 1 and 2. It's beautiful. They're just walking with God in the garden. It's cool. Loving relationship. Living reflection. Hey, you have made me. You have authority over me. What am I to do for you? Tend to my earth. Loving relationship. Living reflection. If, if the gospel just stopped right there, it'd be awesome, right? But it doesn't. There's a tragic fall. And here's the thing about the fall. Is that the fall infects and invades all of us. And whether in ways big or small. In ways that are passive or aggressive in ways that are clearly seen or very neatly hidden. Every single one of us in this room have fallen away from God's plan and design and his rule and his reign. We've fallen from that. And it's not like we slipped up, like we lost our way, like I lost my keys. We dove headlong into it. We have committed, in, in essence, treason against this God. But here's the great part and where the story navigates again. Redemption by Jesus Christ. God says, I'm not going to see fit to leave you like that. My son covers the gap. Trust in him. Go to him. Turn to him. He redeems. And then, and then this is the best part. I want everyone to look at me for a second. The best part about this is, is that God would be more than fair if he just covered your sin and forgave you and then put you in like some sort of Christian witness protection program where no one ever saw or heard from you again. But no, no, no. Here's what he does. He goes, I'm going to take you and I'm going to use you to spread this to the world. What, what is more worth giving your life to than that? Right? To think that God would not only overlook my sin and says, no, actually, you don't even know how to play ball, but I'm going to make a start. Right. Let me show you how this plays out. Trusting God. Excuse me, accepting unconditionally. 
Since God has accepted you through his son, Jesus Christ, guess what? You accept others. That's a natural outworking of the gospel. Trusting God is, is not just a mental thing. I got to make my checklist. But it's just living trust. You, you heard this in, in, in Sam's story. It's like we were there two days and, and look. That doesn't sound like just some sort of, ch- oh, that's, that, that's normal. Serving selflessly. The gospel does a lot of inward work, but is seen through outward demonstrations. Teaching the next generation. The gospel call, uh, builds you up, but it also calls you out. And that's what you're doing with this next generation. I really do think you're a modern day application of this passage. Let me read this. Paul's words to the Colossian church, starting in verse 3. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love that you have for all the saints, because of the hope laid up for you in heaven. Of this you have heard before in the word of the truth, the gospel which has come to you is indeed in the whole world that is bearing fruit and increasing as it also does among you, since the day you heard it and understood the grace of God and truth, just as you learned it from Epaphras, our beloved fellow servant. He is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf. Stop right there. I would encourage you, maybe later today, maybe another day this week, to reread that passage and think about this church. Say, we always thank God when we pray for you, FCQ. Because this week, that's what I did. I said, man, when I think about FCQ, you know what? I'm grateful for this place and these people. Grateful. I thank God for you because the word of God, the gospel has has come to you and it's bearing fruit and it's growing and now it's expanding into the world. And and, and as a a brother on the other side of town, I want to, Take the next few minutes from this passage and just encourage you, keep doing what you're doing. Do not press the brakes now. I'm tired. I'm cranky. So am I. I'm old now. I turned 40 this year. Yay! (laughs) Still doesn't give me your right to be a punk, right? But I'm going to be anyway. So, love me. Okay, But the thing is that, yeah, I'm tired and it's been hard and it's rough. Yes, it is. But let me encourage you to anchor your present and your future reality, both as individuals and families and as a faith family collective. We want you to dive into the present reality of the power of the gospel. Dive into the present reality of the power of the gospel. Of the gospel. Oh, would it be that churches all over would recapture a robust sense of the gospel for now, not just the gospel as a something that gets us in the door, but then we get to go play and do whatever. See, let us not reduce the gospel to just something that is an entry path, but then we do whatever we want. The gospel actually saves you and strengthens you. It roots you and rescues you. That's what it does. The gospel has rhythms to it. The gospel has outworkings of which you and I can write all the books we want and we would not have enough. Dive into it. The present reality of the power of the gospel. And as you're swimming in this 
ocean, you're going to see some mile markers that are going to be important. I just want to share three with you. One is, is to grow deeper in the gospel. Your faith in Christ Jesus, the word of truth. Grow deeper in the gospel. Begin to ask God, hey, how does the gospel intersect with my life? Because God has forgiven my sin. How should I treat others when they wrong me? Because God has been so generous with me, how do I steward these things and be generous with my stuff, right? Because God welcomes the stranger, how do I welcome, right? Numerous, numerous um, basic and then, you know, splintered off applications of the gospel. Grow deeper in the gospel. Two ways you do that as, as an individual, you, you read the Bible and you pray. Gee, Jason, take you long to think that? Not really. Read the Bible. How many of you ever read the Bible and got confused by it? Yeah. Have you ever kind of complained to God about that? Why'd you make this so hard to understand? I thought you loved me. I thought you had a wonderful plan for my life. This is not wonderful, right? Perhaps God is, is saying, yeah, I am, I'm a mystery. And I've made this much known to you. I'll get you there. Read, know this God. He has written this book to, to help you know him. Take it upon yourself and discipline yourself to, to read the book and, and then pray in faith. And here's the scary thing about prayer is that, especially in our culture, I'm almost a lifelong Houstonian. I was born in Louisiana, but I repented it too and got here. All right? <laughs> I fear that our culture is so trivialized. What prayer is, is that we now use prayer as an ends to a greater means rather than, uh, excuse me, a means to a greater end rather than the end. Because here, here, here's the haunting voice of a guy a couple weeks ago, or months ago. Hey, man, I tried that prayer thing. And it didn't work. Huh? Yeah, I tried that prayer thing. What do you mean it didn't work? Yeah, it didn't work. DVD players don't work. What, what are you talking about? He goes, well, I asked God to give me that, that, that girl's phone number. I was like, well, dude... Wear some deodorant, bro. I mean, no, I didn't say that. <laughs> yeah, bigger problems than B.O. Anyway, um, is that, and it, it didn't work. I was like, so you asked, God answered. But you didn't say yes. I was like, okay, so what you've done is, is an error called, you have made God the cosmic slot machine Santa, have you not? Dear God, God, give me my stuff. And by the way, you don't want God to be Santa because no offense if you're a Santa fan, he's the most evil person in the world. Do you know why? Number one, his colors, red and black. Hmm. Some of his friends, horns. Hmm. And the other thing is, is that what is Santa doing all the time? He knows when you've been sleeping. He knows when you've been awake. He knows when you've been bad or good. That's a stalker, for goodness sake. Right? <laughs> and if he's judging who's naughty or nice, who's the legalist? Santa, death to Santa. Sorry if I just offended everyone. But God, that's not God. That's not God. Listen, that's not God. God doesn't treat you and I on the naughty or nice scale. God is not looking to go, ooh, let me fill their order. 
No, instead, you get to talk to the living Lord who reigns over the universe about your life or the lives of others. Yeah, that doesn't work. No, it works. It works. It works on you, too. Grow deeper in the gospel. Read the Bible. Pray in faith. But that's individually, but collectively, as a, as a faith family. When you come in and like this, you get to rehearse the gospel rhythms. As we sing, and as we listen to the scriptures, and later when we take communion and we see the gospel displayed amongst you. I mean, look at what you're doing. I so badly wanted to jack that. <laughs> but then I realized he was going to be in my church and he would know I'm stealing from him. Copyright means copyright. But anyway, I was just uh, I'm like, so I couldn't do it. But I'm like, what a, what a perfectly timed series. How wise to go through an ancient text like Daniel and realize that you don't have to make this relevant. It is really relevant. Let's, let's put death to Christian relevance. Oh, this is just like this. No, it's not. It's nothing like this. A little fired up, had some green tea. Sorry. <laughs> but think about living is who you are as a resident alien in a very post-Christian culture. Let me, let me just say this. Houston, Texas is not what it was when I first got here. We used to be the buckle, the rodeo buckle of the Bible belt. As of 2010, in the 610 loop, there's 169 different nations represented by the people who live there. We are not white Anglo-Saxon and Protestant anymore. Therefore, people have different starting points than they used to. Hey, man, remember the story of Noah? Noah who, my boy? No, the ark. Ark? What? You're dealing with a totally different class of folks, different category of people, different starting points. We are resident aliens. How wise is it to go through a series like Daniel at this time in our country and culture? When you come together, you will see those gospel sites together. It's not just by myself or only with each other. It's, it's both in. And, and let me just say this. You never, ever, ever get over the gospel. You just grow in it. Never get over it. You go deeper in it. That's, that's one mile mark. But number, another one is not just going deeper in it, but getting closer by it. The love that you have for all the saints. Listen, I'm not regular here, but every time I've been here, I've walked away infected with love. Love. It's nursed me. Think about this for a minute. What other force in the world could bring people together of such disparaging in different points other than the cross of Jesus? Republicans and Democrats together. Country fans and people with musical tastes together. I'm just kidding. Sorry. 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 You got to control yourself, Jason. Um, okay, you know, uh, Texans fans and other fans. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, all these different forces coming together. Everything in the world says divide, 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 divide. But yet, you come here and it's like, country fan, jazz fan, Texan fan, rocket fan, whatever this, whatever that. I like this, I like that. I'm for this candidate, I'm against that candidate, I'm for or against. But yet, common table. 
right? Marvel at that, will you? Will you marvel at that? That one of the greatest outworkings of the gospel is seen through the life of you. You. The way you bear with each other, the way you, you, the two things that you have to do is sometimes you have to pat each other on the back. Sometimes you have to kick each other a little further south, right? <laughs> but the, it, the gospel does both. It lifts you up, calls you out. That's what you do. The faith that you have and the love that you have for all the, the saints, that's what, that's what the gospel does. It helps you to get closer. And, and you heard about some of these things, the, the deep sea fishing trip. That's not a gimmick. It's not like, hey, we're just going to try and draw a crowd with a fishing trip. I, I told first service, I've fished 21 times, and yes, I counted. Here's what I've caught. A shoelace in a Dr. Pepper can. I absolutely, am the, if, if, if my family depended on me to fish for food, we wouldn't be here. <laughs> so why would I want to go to a deep sea fishing trip? I, am, I don't even like fishing. Here's what I know. If I'm here, it's like, but I want to get to know Mike or Chris or Rich or Zach Bowers, and just listen to him drum on my head. That'd be awesome. Did you just play a little ditty in my head? Thank you. You know? <laughs> Why? Because it's away from that normal, normal thing of life, and we just get to dive in and get to know each other and just grow close together and share life together. This is Bible study that Mike's taking you through. Take advantage of it. Get away from the normal uh, hustle and bustle and take some time out and get to know these people that you get to share and do life with. The normal groups that you have, take advantage of it. And here's where I'm going to be maybe a little bit controversial. As if the country thing was not enough. <laughs> if you do this well, FCQ, if you do this well, if you do these first two things very, very well, something's going to happen. And it may have some interesting consequences for you. If you go deeper in the gospel, if you get closer by the gospel, something will happen. And here's what it is. I want you to look at me. People will want in on it. They will want what you have. We live in a day and an age where I can take a picture, make a phone call, surf the internet, and check my Facebook friends, be it I'm relationally schizophrenic and starving, right? And if you were doing those two things well, people are going to want some of that. And healthy things do something. They, they grow. Last time I was here, guess who wasn't here? These chairs in this order. Some of you weren't here. Healthy things grow, and with it, there's tension, right? I'm the pastor of my church, and I remember I sat in someone's seat. And I'm just sitting down, and they're just standing, just like this. This is a true story. Hey, what's going on? Hey, what's up? Doing good? Yeah, praise the Lord, brother. Yeah, doing good. Can I help you? Yeah, um, that, that seat. Yeah, that's mine. I'm the pastor. 
of disaster, right? I was like, wow. Certain things are a little different when growth happens. What if we're not the, the tight-knit community that we always wanted to be? Uh, uh, that's Southway right now. We, we rated ourselves in a survey recently that we're very, very intimate. We're tight with each other. Guess what we said we're really bad at? Welcoming others. It's like, we really love each other, but you can't get in. But the thing is, is that if you're doing your job right, guys and girls, there are many people here that want this. They want to get healthy. They want to be nursed by this. And you have to learn how to, to deal with it. You need to prayerfully learn how to manage the tension that growth will bring. Because it will. Well, I just don't want this to be a show. Let me, let me tell you something. If I know your leadership at all, the very last thing they want this to be is a show. We don't want to get all big and mega church. Last time I checked, that's not what they want to do either. But if you're faithful in this world... There will be growth, and you have to manage it. Grow deeper in it. Get closer by it. Last, go further with it. Go further with it. It's bearing fruit in you and spreading in the whole world. Go further with it. You already are. I mean, the school supply drive that Wes talked about, I mean, thinking, dude, it's a pencil and some paper. Yes. You know what it also is? It's a, it's a visible demonstration of a deeper reality that's going on in you. Isn't it? You're taking some of your money that you could have spent on yourself and you're spending it on someone who you may never know, who may get blessed by it, who may learn to read with it. Uh, do you have all those dramatic stories? I got rescued kind of thing. I don't know, but here's what I do know is that when you do stuff like that and you engage your community, here's what happens. People begin to know because in case you haven't realized, we're kind of a materialistic, selfless bunch in America, aren't we? How many of you would agree with that statement? Okay. And so when you see people who are actually serving selflessly, sounds like a core value, all of a sudden they start to want to know, hey, man, why'd you do that? Well, man, I just want to love on some people. Why? Because I've been loved very well. Who's loved you well? God? Can we talk about that? Sure. Absolutely. Or the pancake breakfast. I mean, they're pancakes. And they're church pancakes. <laughs> Christ, communion, and carbs, right? <laughs> A little extra fellowship syrup, right? Okay, but here's the thing. It's not about the pancakes. It's about the fact that you're coming together for what? Okay, Here's the other controversial point. I lied. There's two controversial things. We live in a city where we have the largest church in America. Now, I would argue it's not a church, but that's another story. Mm, Don't do that, Jason. (laughs) And you can probably see it from here in a clear starry night, all right? (laughs) We also happen to be the city with the most human trafficked people in it. That should not be. Are you hearing me? Allow me to get a little bit edgy for a second. Where the people of God are, that should not be. Where people of the king are, that can't be. 
And yet we have all of these big churches, and I'm not mad at them. Well, not really. When you sit there and say, hey, we're going to lay it on the line for people who are trafficked and enslaved because we were slaves and we've been set free. Amen. Well, did you walk them through the Romans road? No, I just walked them down that road. So now they're not in a brothel. And you're setting yourself up through gospel works for gospel words. Go further with it. Oh, man, I'm scared. Yeah, so what? So am I. You should be. There's only one problem, though. Greater is he that is in you than he who is in the world. Amen. He wins. He reigns. Well, what does all this mean for me, Jason? I mean, the book is yet to be written, and I'm supposed to grow and get close. And what does all that mean? Just boil it down. If you're a Christian, you know what you are. You're a herald of the king. You get to proclaim and announce the kingdom, right? So act like it. Here's your, here's your, here's your little grid. Is that what a herald would do? If so... I don't know if a herald would do that. I, I thank God for you, FCQ. When I hear of your faith, when I hear the love that you have for one another, when I hear how the gospel is, is spread into you and among you and it is now spreading throughout the whole world, I thank God for you. I want you to, to grow deep and to get close, and to go far. In fact, I, I haven't cleared this with my elders or your elders, but I would like to just not be friends, but I want to actually have these two little bands of rebels join up and stir up a little bit of trouble. How cool would it be if two very different churches in different parts of town unite under one Lord to just um, stir up some ruckus? Now, many of us are, are, you know, domesticated, but you remember your rebel days, right? <laughs> man, it was good, man. We can still do that. And, and let's just show the little kids how to be right rebels, right? Don't rebel against me, but let's go rebel against that. You know, I'm, okay, I'm not trying to. <laughs> hey, Mike, don't invite him back. He's in trouble. <laughs> but here, here's what I want to say to you. This gospel that's bearing fruit in you. It's unsettling. It's unsettling in, in major ways. Because it takes the control out of my hands. Because I have my excuses. I don't know enough. I don't, I'm not good enough. My sins feel often too big for the grace of God. Some of you may feel that way too. I, um, I mean, I, I, and I joke, I call Chris Henderson Dr. Mindbender because he's just a brilliant man. You know, and, and when I listen to uh, Mike preach, I'm going, just go home, Hess. You know, I mean, and it, I'm not, it's not, I'm not trying to be weird about that. I'm just saying, there's so many times where you just feel like you're not qualified, right? It's like, man, it's just me. God has other draft picks to use, right? Here's what I do know. 
God doesn't call the ones who got it together, look at me. He doesn't call the people who look right, smell right, dress right, act right. He doesn't call the ones who have it all together. He doesn't. He doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. So if you've been called, guess what? Suit up. Suit up. I mean, how would you want to spend your one and only life? Acts chapter 20, 22 through 24, as we get ready for the table. Luke records that Paul says this, And now, behold, I'm going to Jerusalem, constrained by the Spirit, not knowing what will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies to me in every city that imprisonment and afflictions await me. Your best life now, right? But I do not account in my life of any value or precious to myself, if only if I may finish my course in the ministry that I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel, the grace of God. When you get to the end of your life, you want to hear that well done, good and faithful servant. What you don't want to hear is, man, I gave you all this and, well? You see, the, the book on FC Cube has, is, is yet to be written. But here, here's a great thing. You all have a part in the book. You all get to make contributions in the book. And when you compile it, it's actually going to look a lot like a hymnal because your life is, is worship. And you're going to get to present this and say, this is for you, Lord. This is our book. I, for one, cannot wait to see the book that you would write as a result of what the gospel is doing in and through you at this place and at this time. Let's pray. Let's pray.